The Sports Complex of the Horn. Welcome back to the Sports Complex on a Wednesday afternoon, but it is a short week Wednesday, so we are giving our picks for all of our games today. We'll talk some more Texas versus Texas Tech. The line jumping back up to 14. Whoever was betting on Texas Tech, maybe maybe the money's swinging back to Texas now. Get you into a bunch of polls today. I want to talk to you guys today. It is a big thankful day right here, the day before Thanksgiving. We'll make our college football picks. Some big games, give you some notes about those. We'll give you uh, some sound from Hook'em Up with Ian Rod B that we, we do every single day. We try and get you some sound from Hook'em Up as well. We'll get you over and get some NFL talk as well because this is the last show of the week for us. A uh, little Texas basketball, Texas men and women's in action over the break. So a lot of good stuff coming for you. And Jerry Hamilton was on with Ian Robbie this morning as well. And hook him up. We'll play that interview as well. Lots to pack in to a Wednesday slash Friday slash this is the end of the week for us show as we get into uh, exciting Thursday and Thanksgiving and uh, one of the best sports holidays. I think we can say that as much as Thanksgiving is losing and a lot of other characters and, and qualities that they may not be. The gray may not, Thanksgiving may not be the best holiday for a lot of people. It's, it's a lot of eating, basically. You can eat and drink, but not everybody. It's not, you know, if you don't like really like turkey, then it's probably not your favorite. I'm not a pie guy, so I've never gotten into that stuff, that part of the Thanksgiving holiday. But it's, you know, sports-wise, you got basketball going full tilt right now. You got Football, important games, rivalry games happen in college. The NFL, you got four days of football now because they're playing on Thanksgiving. They moved the Thursday night football to Friday night. You get games on Sunday and Monday. You get all that. College basketball, it's feast week. Lots of good games happening. We saw already today we got to see Kansas versus Tennessee. We already got to see that game today. Like, just it's a it's so it may be the best sports holiday. It's possibly the best sports holiday just by the selection of what you get to see, and uh, it's a very good one. I, I do want to ask you guys because I had a few conversations, and uh, I want to know what your your Thanksgiving traditions are because I, when I've talked to people, of mine, I I feel like most people just kind of feel their Thanksgiving tradition is the Thanksgiving tradition. Like that's what everybody does. This is Thanksgiving, and we just do this. But, I mean, and mine is pretty simple. I just go see the family, and we hang out, we eat. So I don't think I have anything that's that crazy. But if you have a Thanksgiving tradition, if you have a way you watch the game, if you got to eat before the game, if if it's centralized around the Cowboys or 
or something like that's in that. I want to know that. Put that on the text line. 512-447-3776 is the text line. If I didn't start with that, let you know. You guys drive the show. I always try to keep it on the reels. 512-447-3776. If you guys got a, a Thanksgiving tradition. And then I also want to know, we asked you kind of yet last week about what your favorite side was. I want to know if you have one favorite. You get one side. You get one entree. So you get one meat, one side, and one dessert. Give me that list. I want to see if you had a pick. If you just said, all right, I can, I can only get one thing. What are you going to get for Thanksgiving? Put that in the text line too. 512-447-3776 is the text line number. Uh, also, just a shout out to uh, some friends who do the intro music for the sports complex. Uh, ADH Project. That band is they was a version of them to Heebie Jeebies that does the the entrance music, but they still play this song and but they has words to it and they sing and great harmonies. They are gonna be playing tomorrow night, Thanksgiving night, over at Sea Boys Heart and Soul down on South Congress. I'll be out there. So if you're not doing anything else on Thanksgiving or you want to get away from the family or whatever you want to do on Thanksgiving, you wanna, you know, you maybe, you know, you, you took an early nap and now you're up at night, you wanna go out there, come on out and say hey that they're going to be playing out there. I believe the Waters are playing with them, who are another amazing band, so it's going to be a fun night on Thanksgiving night. Out, i got to do family, then I go friends, and then I go out to, to go see some more friends playing music. It'll be a fun Thanksgiving. But come on out and see us. Uh, well, You know what? And we'll, bring, we'll mention again, we made the announcement yesterday. We'll tell you again about where uh, what time the, the sports complex is moving to in a couple weeks, but we still got time on that, too. Let's talk some Texas football versus Texas Tech. The line is back up to 14 points. It'll be senior night for Texas. They're going up against the Texas Tech team that this seems on paper like a game that Texas should be able to handle. This seems like a game that Texas, if they go and play their style of football, Texas Tech wants to run the football. That's what Texas Tech wants to do. They want to run the football on Texas. They want to be able to run the football with Taj Brooks. I was telling you yesterday about how well he's run the first couple of games, he didn't play much. After the first couple of games, Taj Brooks started to step up. He's only not hit 100 yards in one game since the first couple. Uh, that was 98. He only had 17 carries. He still averaged close to six yards a carry in that game. Uh, they just didn't. They just got behind against Kansas, and, and he didn't run as much. But this is a, a Texas defense that has stopped the run. So for Texas Tech, you know, they may have to try and throw the ball. If you're Texas – you need to be able to cover it. You need to be able to go. You did it better against Iowa State. You did the bend but don't break. You need to play that same kind of defense against Texas Tech. Make them that they want to be a running de- a running offense. Make them to where they have to throw. And when they do, try and get those interceptions and try and get pressure on a young quarterback. That would be a great way to try and get this team and get Texas the right direction. As for the offense, it has been a little bit stagnant. It hasn't looked great. I think you're going up against a tech team. You should be able to use get some yards on the ground. Hopefully, Quinn Ewers is another week healthier. Uh, he's going to be at home. The weather seems like it's going to be just fine and dandy, and uh, he'll be able to get out there and get some good plays. I'm hoping that this will be a great Quinn Ewers game as well to show off and, and give a big, uh, big support to the seniors because this is senior night for Texas as well, and it's something that kind of looking into this at this game and looking at this team right now, when you look at the difference of why I'm more confident in this game against Texas Tech than I've probably been in five to ten years, if not longer. 
why I'm more confident in this Texas team is because of the leadership of this team, because of what this team has been put through and the guys that have stuck around, the guys that are still playing, what those guys can do. That's the reason why I'm a little bit more confident than I have been in years past playing Texas Tech. I think this is a better team, but I think the seniors, I think the guys who have been through it, I think the guys who saw what was happening before with Tom Herman, the guys that saw you know, that it wasn't nececessarily working the perfect way and you know maybe they there was positives but there wasn't you know we can make fun of the p chart still we can do those things and i i like tom herman he was always a nice guy to me but i thought there was some lacking issues in this texas program that sark has has gone a long way to correct and those seniors that have stuck around and to see that and then watch what they've turned into and to see the guys that have really cleaned up, and so a lot of these guys have cleaned up what they were doing where they were good players but maybe a little bit sporadic, and, and they were good players last year, but they maybe weren't the leaders they needed to be. You know, And Bijan and Roshan laying that path for this Texas team to go forward where we can say, I, I personally I really feel Sam Ellinger kind of took on so much of that leadership and the coaching staff and everybody else kind of put everything on Ellinger that it was not as much, it doesn't seem like it was as much of a team leadership and and nothing against Sam because Sam's the man, but I think there was something where this team maybe has a little bit more of a team leadership that a lot of these seniors feel like they're part of this leadership and they're getting the juniors and they're getting the sophomores and they're getting the freshmen involved in it. Uh, Sark talked about some of the guys on Monday and I want to play a little bit of sound talking about uh, some of the guys that stayed because he was asked because it is senior is the senior game and senior week uh, asking about Jalen Ford. And here's what Sark had to say about Jalen Ford and what he meant to this program, uh, being able to stay and be a part of this. Well, we didn't, we didn't know a whole lot, you know, I mean, he had played a little bit, um, but as we kind of grew as a program and as he kind of grew, the playmaking ability continues to show up. Like, for some reason, it's this old thing in football, and you guys have all been covering it for, for enough to know, really good players are around the ball. They, they make tackles, they force fumbles, they recover fumbles, they get interceptions, they get sacks. And at the end of the year, it's not maybe not always the numbers, but those plays always seem to happen at critical moments, right? They, they show up when you need those plays to happen. And that was something we had to learn about Jalen as we went through year one. Naturally, in year two, it really started to show itself, uh, and he continues to do it now. And I, I think now more than ever, his leadership has shown up. I mean, you could see him last Saturday night. I mean, he was in charge on the field of getting things lined up and making great checks, but yet – it's third and one, and you see him stuff a running back in the hole and knock him back. And so it's, it's all of that, right? It's all of that that's building up to Burt Auburn makes a kick at the end of the first half, and A.D. Mitchell, Jade Barron, Jalen Ford are out there celebrating with our kicker after a field goal at the end of the first half. So you talk about leadership, too. Like, Jalen has a lot of things to him. He's not, you know, you can't say he's just this. I think he is all of that. And... Uh, all of those things take time to to learn our way through, but what an invaluable player he's been for our program, especially over the last two years. Like, we would not be where we are today without Jalen Ford. And um, 
you know, just, just what he represents, the way he goes about his business, um, the cerebral aspect of the game, the versatility of his game, the playmaking at critical moments, uh, all of those things add up to, you know, we're, we're obviously very fortunate to, that, to have had him. Yeah, some good stuff about Jalen Ford on this, where we're getting to senior week and it's senior day on Friday. And another one that Sark was asked about is somebody that everybody talks about and everybody wants to see get the targets and everybody wants to see get his and everybody's thrilled when he gets in the end zone. Jordan Whittington, what he's meant to this team and what he means that wide receiver room, you know, being a level-headed guy and what, how hard he's worked. When you it, it, it never It's never a bad thing. And it can be a really, really great thing when you have somebody that will outwork anybody and will always make everybody try to get to their level. And, he, you know, not everyone's going to follow, but when you show by example of how hard Jordan Winnington's worked and, and the injury problems he's had and how he's fought back and how he keeps getting in there and, and how he's been playing and knock on wood that he's been looking great this year and healthy, everything you see about that, here's Sark talking about Jordan Winnington and his growth from a guy he saw come in when Sark took over three years ago to now Jordan Winnington being a senior. I think Jordan has really, really matured, um, and 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 he's probably a better guy to ask some of this too. Um, but it's like anybody when you're in college and you're younger in college, it's where are you placing the value of your time and your importance to what you're doing? And he was fighting through injuries. Well, why is he getting injured? You know what's going on, and and how do you you all the things that are happening. For the last two years now, year and a half, this guy's the first guy in our building. And now, 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 another idea, talk about culture, now he's got six or seven other guys that are showing up as early as him or earlier than him. But he used to be the earliest guy by far to have maintenance on his body, to get his body right. He was always a selfless player because he knew the value of opportunity and reps because he had to change positions. He had injury issues. Um, you know, and, and he'll, he'll fill you in on this if you ask him, but, you know, when he, when he broke his collarbone against OU our first year here, he contemplated not playing football anymore. And I wouldn't let him not, not play football anymore, you know, and, and because I just know you only get this one time. You know, you don't get to say, hey, when I'm 40 or 50 like me, hey, I'm going to go back and play football. I think that was a pretty good deal. I should have done that more. Now's the time, you know, and so you, you, you need to maximize that. And, um, so just to see him grow through adversity, how to handle adversity, how now he helps other players on our team through some of their own adversity and, and what they have going on, um, the selflessness in which he plays the game, um, very rare, very rare. But he's instilling in others this is how to play the game and this is how to be successful at this game and this is how to be on a championship team. And... Um, I just think that he's grown, you know, and he's grown into a voice of, you know, I don't know. I talk a lot about whose locker room it is and different things. I don't know if there's another guy in our locker room who's, who's more respected than Jordan Whittington. I think every guy in that locker room respects him to a point to where, man, if Jay Witt's doing it, that's probably what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I, I think he's earned that. And I think that, again, um, that's not because I make him a captain every week or things of that nature. It's, it's who he is on a daily basis that has earned that respect of his teammates. Some good stuff there, talking about Jay Witts and talking about this senior class and, and what it means for this senior class, what they've done for Texas football. And we know Bijan and Roshan were a big part of it last year. 
and really helping this team evolve. And now it feels like there's even more seniors this year that are really a huge part of evolving this team and getting them to where the point where they're, they are the best team in the Big 12. And now they're ready to move on to bigger things in the SEC. That wouldn't be that case. And Sark can do all he wants. But these are guys, he, a lot of these guys he didn't even recruit. Uh, you know, Some of them are transfers in, the seniors that are going to get honored uh, on Friday, but a lot of these guys were guys he didn't recruit and he was able to come in and get a big play out of. Uh, and so today's big fat poll of the day is an easy one here on the text line 512 447 3776. Patrick's big fat poll of the day on the horn. Text line number 512 447 3776. Text you in. First one, real easy score predictions. Give us your score predictions for Texas versus Texas Tech. What do you think? Can Texas handle this game easily? Can Texas get the big win? Is it a close one? Does Texas pull the up? Does Tech pull the upset? Let us know on the text line 512-447-3776. Also, this one I want to honor the seniors because they mean so much to this program, what they've brought. I want to ask you, what senior will you miss the most? And if you want to name a few, name a few seniors that you really appreciate and, and put a reason, put a put a story or remember a play. Uh, about that senior, uh, I'd love to hear what your senior. Remember the guys and guys playing early or something like that. And uh, I mean, I'm going to give you some senior names, so I'm going to help you out on the big fat poll by giving you some senior names, so you can know who's a senior on this team. Who Texas is probably losing next year. And they may lose some juniors too. We know that as well. But these are the seniors that have you know, and uh, there's probably seniors that still have eligibility because of COVID rules and all that. But these are the seniors for Texas who are going to get honored. On Friday, Ryan Watts, Keelan Robinson, Isaiah Nayor, Jalen Catalan, Jordan Whittington, Keaton Crawford, Jade Barron, Ryan Sanborn, Jaron Thompson, David Benda, Jalen Ford, Jet Bush, Christian Jones, Dorian Black, Tervondre Sweat, Alfred Collins, Trill Carter, some guys who may not play a lot, but still on the team, Tannehill Love, Patrick Bayuth, Gus Asel. Paxton Anderson and Gabriel Lozano, all guys that are seniors. A lot of those really good players. You think about Jay Witt, what he's meant to this team throughout, what Jalen Catalan has brought in that defense, what Keelan Robinson did to help out Texas, and he hasn't done a lot, but he's on special teams now and doing great on special teams. Ryan Watts playing that, playing the edge and playing on the, uh, playing on the side, playing the border boundary, uh, the boundary cornerback. There's the words I'm looking for. What he's been able to do to help out a secondary that you know just hasn't been able to progress in time uh, that they, that it needs. It hasn't been able to get there, and they're going to keep recruiting it well. But he's been a, a huge part of them being able to compete this year. Keaton Crawford at safety, Jada Barron are the big plays he's had. Even Ryan Sanborn with some of those punts. Jaron Thompson's had some huge interceptions. You know, he got burned in that Alabama game, but that interception in that game changed the tide back and gave Texas the path to beating, and still to this point in the season, the best road win on any team's record is that is that win with Texas and Jaron Thompson, a big part of that. David Benda, I mean, just keeps keeping having these big plays and what he means and his, his focus and determination to get better. Jalen Ford should have been Defensive Player of the Year for the Big 12 last year. So many crucial, crucial turnovers. You get Christian Jones on the offensive line. Alfred Collins, Trill Carter. What about Tavondre Sweat? Tavondre Sweat. Imagine this team this season without Tavondre Sweat. Tell me, who's, who are you going to miss? But you can miss, list a few. We're going to be nice and taking a list a few. 512-447-3776. 
projections uh, for the game as well. We also got to also throw in there your uh, what your meals would be. If you had to be at one meat, one side, and one dessert, send that in as well for Thanksgiving as we get closer to Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving Eve. Appreciate you guys. I know we may have less texters today because a lot of people not on the road, a lot of people not working, a lot of people spending time with their family. So we appreciate the ones of you that are listening. We really do. Uh, before we go to break, I do want to give you a little bit of uh, college football. I'll tell you what. We'll do Friday's games, and then we'll talk a little bit about Friday's games. Then we'll do Saturday's games after the break, and we'll play some sound from Hook Them Up with Ian Rob B. A uh, couple games on Friday. Uh, TCU is at number 13, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a 10-point favorite, and we talked about this yesterday. Texas probably wants Oklahoma to win and have any shot to play them as a top 11, 12, 13 team in the country and get another big win if you can win there. Dylan Gabriel is questionable, though. Brett Venable seems like he's going to play, but uh, OU seems like they're getting better on that defense. They got three turnovers last week. I think they were able to handle TCU, and they're going to play a good game of football to go take out TCU and try and get in to that Big 12 championship game. Uh, Iowa, number 17, Iowa's playing at Nebraska. You want Iowa to lose this game because you need the Big Ten to look worse and worse. Uh, Iowa's averaging 14 points per game their last five games. Nebraska is allowing 15 points per game their last six games. Nebraska needs one more win for a bowl win. One more win for Nebraska in the bowl game. If they can get that win, I think this Iowa team, they're very beat up. They've already clinched the Big Ten championship game. They may not be fully into it like Nebraska is. I think Nebraska wins this one. And I'll give you one more, and then we'll take a break. We'll come back to get to some of your texts, a couple more picks, and some hook em up sound. All that, or it's a busy show today. Huge one for Texas. Number 16, Oregon State. At number 6, Oregon. Oregon is a 14-point favorite. It's at Oregon. They have been playing great this season. Oregon State has been playing good, but DJ Weungalele is not playing at the level that he needs to be playing at. Here's the stat that needs to happen for Oregon State to have a shot in this game. Because, I look, Oregon's probably going to win. But if you want to see something that could possibly give the door open for Oregon to lose and then Texas to get a get back into this playoff picture, Oregon State has 19 takeaways this season. That's a good number. Five different players have two interceptions on them. You need Bo Nix to get too confident, try and get out there, and they get some interceptions. That's the real only reason. The firepower is going to be on both sides, but Oregon has more of it. So you need some misfires if Oregon State's going to win that game. So keep an eye on that. I think Oregon State, uh, I think Oregon wins it easily. They're playing really good football. Uh, Look, if Texas goes out there and handles Texas Tech, remember, Oregon beat Texas Tech earlier in the season. It'll be a shared opponent, and Oregon only beat Texas Tech by eight points. So if Texas can win by and cover two touchdowns, if they win by three touchdowns, it may, may mean something to the committee. I don't know. I don't know what the committee's looking for, but it may mean something to them. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Warrior Techs, Big Fat Poll. What senior will you miss the most? You can name a few. Give me some moments. Give me a reason why you like that guy and why that's your guy. Because I know you love all the seniors. Give me a reason why that's your dude. Put that one in there. Give me your score predictions for Texas Tech. Send that one in there as well. And if you got to pick a main course, a side, and a dessert for Thanksgiving, what is your pick? I'm going to see what our poll is. Let's see what we got going there. On the Sports Complex and the Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com.
The Sports Complex, afternoons 5 to 7 on The Horn. They want to hear the Thanksgiving song. All right. All right. This is, uh, this is a Thanksgiving song. I hope you enjoy it. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> <laughs> love to eat turkey. Oh, I love you. Love to eat turkey, cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should, cause it's turkey to eat. So good. Back on the sports complex here on the horn. You know, we're the day before Thanksgiving. Let's have some fun, you know. I know people. some people are tired of Adam Sandler, but this is back in the day of when everybody still loved him and those CDs would come out and the sketches would be hilarious and we'd pass them around as, as young men and, and boys and whatever else. And I don't remember what age I was when they came out, but uh, I know I enjoyed those. I know I enjoyed those records uh, when they came out. Records, I'm not that old. Come on, those CDs when they came out. I uh, was playing some Thanksgiving music for you here on the Sports Complex. The text line is open, 512-447-3776. I know some of you guys, it's, you know, some people are, are off today and they're enjoying life and they may not be listening, but those who are, I appreciate you listening and jumping on the text line and joining the conversation. We're asking you, which senior will you miss the most? You can name a few. Tell me the reason, though. Give me the reason who you who you really love and who's your guy that's a senior that's going on. Give me a score prediction for Texas versus Texas Tech happening on Friday. And uh, and also, what's your meal? If you is for Thanksgiving, you get to pick one one side, one main, and one dessert. What are you going with if you can go through line once and pick one of one thing? What's your what's your line? What you going for on Thanksgiving? I want to see what my, my, my listeners see where we're at. Uh, we're going to get to those texts in a second. A couple more games I want to talk about uh, from college football that are big games for Texas especially on Saturday. Uh, of course, the biggest game of the week is going to be number two, Ohio State at Michigan. That is going to be number three, Michigan. That is going to be a huge, huge game. This is a game where college ball playoff, we're not quite sure if Michigan beats Ohio State, if they still want Michigan in there. We don't know, and I, I'm one of those people that is more on the edge of I want to see what it actually did before before you go and just write him completely off. I get it's cheating, but everybody cheats like everybody is. And so I get it. But on the other end of it, I guarantee you Ohio State has cheated plenty and they've gotten away with plenty of it and you shouldn't have gotten caught. But to blame uh, and to basically screw a bunch of kids out of a, a thing because you have a problem with Jim Harbaugh and because Ryan Day is a shady guy who wants to go behind the scenes and get whatever he wants, I don't believe. So if Michigan beats Ohio State, I don't think Ohio State should be in. Let's put it that way. I don't think Ohio State should make it into the, the college ball playoff if they lose this game. If they're a one-loss team and they lost to a Michigan team and they you know beat a not-great Penn State team and they beat a not-great Notre Dame team and that's their two only games that mattered at all, I don't think they should get in. But if Ohio State beats Michigan, then they're definitely in. And in Michigan, I think, you know, the question – I mean, they'll definitely drop them out. They're definitely gone because no one wants to play them right now and no one wants to put them in. So Michigan – could you know if, if Ohio State wins that game at Michigan, it's a huge, huge break for Texas. I, I still have Michigan winning this game. I think they're the more physical team. I think they're the tougher team. And I think, 
you know, the reality of what it's going to come down to in my mind is Kyle McCord, we kind of know what he's going to be. He's an okay quarterback. He's not great. He's not bad. He's got amazing, amazing wide receivers. So he's getting bailed out of a lot of things. I think he'll play good. Can J.J. McCarthy, without Jim Harbaugh on the sideline, which he's not looked great the last two weeks because he did not had his guy, Jim Harbaugh, without him on the sideline, can J.J. McCarthy still produce at that level? If J.J. McCarthy plays like J.J. McCarthy played for every game with Jim Harbaugh, without him on the sideline, Michigan wins this game. If he doesn't, it could go either way. But I, I right now have Michigan winning this game. I just think they're a better team. I don't have as much faith in Ohio State as a lot of other people do. And I know they're a good team. I just don't have as much faith in them because I haven't played anybody. And I know that doesn't mean that they're not good. It just, I, I hate that teams don't schedule non-conference. They play in a bad conference that has a couple good teams. And they walk around like they're the best team in the, le- in the league. I, I'm just, I'm tired of Ryan Day. Let's just put it that way. I'm tired of Ryan Day. And his, him acting like a victim right now. Tired of it. Uh, another big game for Texas. Number five, Florida State, six-and-a-half-point favorite at Florida. It's at Florida. You're hoping. The problem is Graham Mertz from Florida. We know Jordan Travis got hurt last week, but the Florida quarterback Graham Mertz also got hurt. I won't say that's necessarily the worst thing. Dave Rodemaker is coming in for uh, Florida State. He went 13 for 23 last week, 217 yards, two touchdowns, but that was against the South Alabama team, so who knows? He, he could have probably done that against a lot of teams. We'll see what he does against a better Florida team. Not a great Florida team, but a better one. Max Brown, the freshman, coming in for Florida. He was 4 for 5, 56 yards, for, and 42 yards running. Can the freshman not realize he's not supposed to win this game and upset Florida State? It's possible. It's possible. I think Florida State escapes because I just don't have any faith in Florida. But uh, that's a big one to watch for Texas fans. I want to play the sound from Hook'em Up with Ian Robbie. The text line's open. We're going to get to those in just one second. But I want to play the sound. Uh, where Rod is breaking down what Texas Tech will probably try and do. It's a possibility. They're a run team, but they may break tendency against Texas. Hook him up with Ian Rodby and playing a clip of it right now on the Sports Complex. Let's get to some Texas Tech uh, discussion. They have less range than Tom Hanks. But they, you know what? I will say that they have, they have reinvented themselves like Tom Hanks likes to do because now they're running the football more than ever. I cannot recall a Texas Tech team. Maybe when Tommy Tuberville was there. You remember when Tommy Tuberville took over for a while at Tech? Senator Tommy yeah, Tuberville. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. What <laughs> uh, yeah, the same guy that uh, broke up with Texas Tech at a recruiting dinner. He didn't break up. The Irish could bite him. <laughs> it was a breakup. It was just, he didn't tell them about it. They found out about it on TV. Uh, but anyway, uh, that was like the last time they ran the ball this much, guys. They, they've ran it at least 40 times in four, four of the last six games. They're running the football a lot, and they're not necessarily that effective, but Taj Brooks is the real deal. Uh, Taj Brooks averaging you know, 5.4 yards per rush. Um, he'll be in the, uh, the conversation to be, you know, I'm sure, you know, uh, not only the Doak Walker Award, same finals, he might be a finalist. For which one? Uh, Taj Brooks. Yes, he, yeah. And he, and he may end up, because of the Jonathan Brooks injury, on first team uh, all Big 12 along with him and Ollie Gordon. It'll be a, a three-horse uh, race for the first team all Big 12 running back. Yeah, I agree. Ollie Gordon could be Jay Brooks, could be Taj Brooks. Yeah, all three. Well, those are your top leading, top three leading right? rushers in the Big 12 right They're now. They're really good. And they all, I think, have their own statistical kind of uh, separators for them. But they want to run the football, and they want to – he's their best player. They want to funnel usage to him via the running game. But as we know – that Texas, that's their defensive strength. I mean, they're one of the best rush defenses in the history of Texas football. You're talking about the fourth best rush defense in the Big 12 in the last 
15 years uh, since 2009. Uh, they held K-State a top five rushing attack with duo dual threat quarterbacks to their lowest rushing output in 10 years since 2014. Uh, they, uh, they held Iowa State to nine yards rushing. I just think handing off the football in a traditional running game against Texas is a fool's errand, but that is Texas Tech's new identity, and I think it's something they're doing out of necessity. I don't necessarily think they want to be this, but I always say life and football are constant struggles deciding between what you want to be and what you need to be in order to survive, and I think this is what they need to be in order to survive and win some games because the other route, because the injuries to their quarterbacks and with pass protection issues, it just wasn't winning games for them. Uh, they were they were scoring points, but they weren't winning games. Now they're scoring fewer points, but they're winning games. And Texas Tech's defense isn't bad. Now they're bad in certain areas, right? Third down defense, they're 107th. Uh, sacks, they're like uh, 100, so they don't get to the get to the quarterback very well. Um, but scoring defense at 54th, and they're trying to play more complementary brand of football. That's what them running the football, I think, is all about. Um, and Sark says he likes some things about the defense. They do some interesting things. I think what he's referring to is the amount that they um, that they run simulated pressures, what we call sim pressure. The, the, this is something that worries me a little bit in this matchup because Texas had issues with sim pressure. You guys remember we talked about simulated pressure. Uh, that's when you make something look like a blitz, smell like a blitz, uh, feel like a blitz, except it's not a blitz. It's going to be a three- or four-man pressure, uh, but you make it feel and look like a blitz. Therefore, you can confuse the blocking schemes of the offensive line. They're expecting blitz. It's not blitz, and then you confuse their blocking schemes, and then you can get free rushers or uh, potentially be able to apply more pressure that way. Now, and you still win the numbers advantage in the back end in the passing game, all right, with pass defense, uh, but you end up, you know, obviously uh, uh, making it look like you're going to blitz and you force the offense to check to their hot read or their blitz protection or, or their blitz, uh, blitz pass. And if they check an audible to whatever their hot read is going to be via the blitz, you can take away the first read, and that's how you make your quarterback hold on to the ball longer, and that is one of the, the benefits of running simulated pressure. They run simulated pressure uh, at a top 10 rate among Power 5 teams. All right, That's a lot of simulated pressure. And they also, with the sim pressure, they'll run twists and stunts, not as much as they probably should, but those are the issues they gave Texas problems in the Rice game. Remember that early on? Early on in the season, Texas had issues with that, um, and if you combine that with Amoeba fronts with every matter of fact, Iowa State did some of this early on in the first half, where everybody's lined up at the line of scrimmage, seven guys at the line of scrimmage, all on the line, two point stands, three point stands, and you're gonna send three or four and drop the rest of the guys. Offensive line has no idea where the pressure is coming from and who's dropping and who's coming, and that's how you confuse the blocking schemes. Texas had a lot of issues with that late in the season last year versus Baylor. Um, Baylor had more sacks than any other team against Texas in 2022 because of that. Those con combining those concepts, they had issues with Rice because Rice combined a lot of those concepts in pass protection. That to me would be something that could that that could confuse the O line and that could become a problem for Texas in this matchup. I don't foresee it being a big issue, but it could, especially if you're not ahead of the chains. Now, if you're ahead of the chains and you're not in predictable passing situations, they won't have really a an opportunity to deploy all right these combined concepts. But if you're in predictable passing situations, then they have a shot to do it. Just like Iowa State was able to do it early on in the first half against Texas, they got four sacks and they were using some simulated pressure. They were using some amoeba fronts. 
So that would be the concern if you're looking at the matchup of the Texas offense versus the Tech defense. But other than that, Texas has the advantage in almost every way. And I think they had the advantage there too. It's just that is if you were looking at something to be concerned about considering what happened last week with the pass protection issues in the first half. Because think about it, I would say it was 113th in pass rushing grade. They were not good at rushing the passer. That was not a strength of theirs. Yet they got four sacks in the first half versus Texas. Same thing with Tech. That is not a strength of their defense uh, in terms of rushing the passer, but they can present some problems that Texas has struggled with in the past. In pass protection. Yeah, and against Iowa State, it was some, some confusing coverages, I think. And uh, But that's why I give yeah. Sark and the staff. They made some adjustments. They also, on those four sacks, they got JT Sanders locked up on a defensive end a couple of times, which, you know, that didn't go well for JT uh, in pass pro. But uh, either way, uh, they, they sorted out, and those four sacks came early. And then, you know, when, when Quinn got hot uh, late, once they started dumping it down, and as you, you documented it behind the burnt orange curtain, those dialed-up plays, those Sarks um, using, them, using their tendencies against them helped create some explosive plays in the Longhorns went on to score 26 points and gosh had two two touchdowns called back and uh could have had a lot more but uh, that's where the Longhorns are and Texas Tech you know so they're six and five they, they're going to be bowl eligible for Joey McGuire um and I think he's done a real nice job Getting better, but though. uh you know I think even Joey McGuire would look at that and say yeah they they're thoroughly better than us at every position we're and they're at home they're we're gonna have to play a hell of a game and they gotta roll the dice right they gotta they're gamble, gonna a, little to gamble bit. a lot they gotta break tendency and that's why i don't think they're gonna come in and run the ball 40 times they got baron morton back he's playing much better in november completing over 71 percent of his passes in the month of november the bear raid uh exactly seven and a half yards per attempt um they're throwing it a little bit more now in november too. 31 attempts i think in this game it's clear that texas has not issues, but they're susceptible and vulnerable via the pass defense, but not with their run defense. So I think they're going to come in here and throw to open up the run. And I think they're going to try to throw at Texas inside breaking routes, slants like Iowa State ran, right? Iowa State ran, I think, like close to 10 slants, completed a really high percentage of them. They're going to run a lot of slants. They're going to run a lot of bunch formation. Um, and I think they're going to come out and throw against Texas. And they have wide receivers that are athletic and twitchy. And that's been a problem for Texas against like teams like U of H, like Oklahoma, um, like TCU, because Miles Price, Jaron Bradley, they don't really have a a number one wide receiver. Like a, a Miles Price is the leading wide receiver, but I don't think he's an elite wide receiver by any stretch. But they got Miles Price, Jaron Bradley, Cody Eakin, Jordan Brown, Dre McCray, Xavier White. All these guys have at least 24 receptions. Uh, Miles Price the most with 43. They got a nice little competent, capable group of receivers that could give Texas problems on the outside if they go past first. Yeah, good stuff there from Hokemaw with Ian Robbie about what Texas Tech may do to try and change the momentum on Friday and and try and shake things up. We know that Texas has seen a few times this year people throwing things at him that they hadn't done the rest of the year. You know, Joey McGuire may have something up his sleeve that he's been saving all year just for Texas, that they know they've been planning for it, they may have that. We come back. We'll get to your text messages, 512-447-3776. I will reset what the questions are. If you've got anything else you want to talk about, send that in on the text line, 512-447-3776 is the text line number. And we will get to your text when we come back here on the Sports Complex in the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, hornfm.com. Back in the Sports Complex here on the Horn. Jam-packed show for you today on the Sports Complex on a Wednesday afternoon. We're off 
Tomorrow, we're off Friday. Pre-game show will be Aaron and Rod, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Friday. So we get that as well. Text line's open. 512-447-3776 is the text line number. Send in those texts. We're asking you a few questions, some Thanksgiving questions. If you have any Thanksgiving traditions, maybe the Cowboys are involved in them. Maybe the Longhorns used to be involved in them. Do you have any Thanksgiving traditions? Do you, well, if you had to pick side, uh, main course, and dessert, what are your picks for Thanksgiving? And then uh, score predictions for Texas, Texas Tech. And because it is senior night, it is the last home game for these Texas Longhorn seniors. Which senior will you miss? And mostly why? What's, who's your guy? Why is he your guy? I know you love more of them. If you got a few of them, feel free to send those in as well. Uh, let's get to the text line, though. I've put it off too long on this show already. 512-447-3776 is how you join the conversation. Uh, texter says, Horn Radio ever coming back to the TuneIn app? Uh, yes, they're still working on it. It is insanely much harder. I've been, I've seen them working on it. It is there is a lot of people, and you're trying to go through, and you have to talk to one person to get to another person. It's ridiculously much harder than you would think it would be to to get the things changed the way you needed to get them changed. Uh, but it is still being worked on actively. We'll get back on there soon enough. I don't know if the holidays helping out, but we've been working on it. We are continuing to work on it. I promise to you. Uh, you can still listen to us hornfm.com, the Horn app. Uh, uh, you can still listen to us a lot. I think it's still working on certain other wireless devices that you can ask to, uh, to listen on there. But, yes, we're, we're working on getting you everywhere we can, uh, continuing to give you the great local content here with Hook'em Up and, of course, the Sports Complex. So I appreciate you listening. Uh, the texter says, uh, I do menudo and tamales. See, that's all, that's and that's a Mexican family. I love it. I, lo- I, I, we need, I need to bring tamales to the, to the Thanksgiving dinner. I feel like that will bring a little bit more. Just, just show up in any parking lot, and I'll probably be able to get some, right? Uh, it says the refs will control the game and determine tech win. So OU and Texas can't get into last big, uh, last big 12 football championship. I do not believe that will be the case. I don't think that the big 12 is actively going to pull a heel move. I know the big 12 championship is sponsored by WWE now, or they're partnered with WWE. It made me think Brett Yormark's coming out with a chair at it, but I think WWE would be just fine with Texas being a part of it too. Uh, but yeah, I, I do not see that happening. I appreciate the, I appreciate it. I think that's tongue in cheek. I think you're saying that's tongue in cheek. Because your final score prediction is fifty two to seventeen Texas. Uh that is a big score there. Also saying that OU beats TCU twenty three to twenty. So some good scores there. But fifty two to seventeen Texas is a big win for Texas. I don't know if they're gonna get fifty two up. I'd say around I'd say in the thirties is probably where I'd say Texas scores. I'd like to see them get to forty. But I think around the 30s is a pretty safe bet for what Texas scores in this game. Uh, we say, uh, this texter says, big night for Jay Witt tomorrow. I'm hoping, or Friday, yes, you're correct. And 42 to 20, the good guys. I'm hoping you're a Texas fan. 42 to 20. That sounds reasonable. Again, if, it depends. It, it depends if they're going to be able, uh, if Baron Morton's going to be able to throw the football. If he's if he goes out there and they just try and throw the football the whole game, they may put up some more points. I, if they just try and run this football, it could be a heavily dominant Texas run game, and you'd see a lot of Jaden Blue, and you're going to see a lot of of uh, of CJ Baxter. You may even see some Keelan Robinson, some Savion Red running the ball because I think Texas will just try and hold on to it. Uh, they're going to throw the ball some too, but if they if they continue to get the ball, they're going to play ball control, I believe. But that is uh, that is assuming that Texas Tech just tries to run and hits that defensive line that has been so good this year. 
my man chief engineer chiming in uh you go ham green bean casserole and mashed potatoes and gravy is a toss-up and ice cream the ice cream is good i'm not a pie guy so ice cream's okay with me uh your traditions watch my wife and daughters argue over stupid crap after too much booze watch my son-in-laws act uncomfortable with that and uh and get a it just egg it all on while while having a few drinks. I like that one. Uh, your final score prediction, 34 to 28. Texas, a little bit closer. I'm hoping we hold Texas Tech under 28, but it, I like I like what you're saying. I get where you're saying. I don't like it. I get what you're saying. It. Uh, Sweat made the rest of the line get loose. Ford, captain of the D. Majors, O-line. First time getting a long time is a stout. Uh, Witt gets there. It gets the heart trophy. Yeah, Witt is a definitely a fun button. I like Sam Marcus has a tougher schedule than Ohio State. Uh, Texas, 34, Tech, 20. Thanksgiving, not on a main dish guy. We like to double down the sides. We'll play along. A BBQ brisket, barbecue brisket, squash casserole, and pumpkin cheesecake. I don't know about it. I've never tried these, these squash casserole. Also, with your seniors, tough one to pick, but... Uh, Really, all have been here from the start have their, their college careers, all because they could have left when things weren't going well. And I'll pick Jay Witt, just his overall leadership, very selfless player, and that doesn't get caught up in the stats. I think he's made this wide receiver room a much better room. Uh, we heard Sark talking about him earlier. I played that audio about how he was the first one to get there, and now there's seven or eight people that are trying to get there and beat him, and he's he's cultivating that. That's something that you have to cultivate, and it, it, it you know breeds organically. But Jay Witt being that guy, hopefully that continues on and there will be guys that are younger guys that are now the guy who say, oh, no, no, I'm the first one there. I'm going to be try and be the first one there. I'm going to try and beat everybody there. Hopefully that is what we get to. Uh, this texter says, your Michigan bias over Ohio State is ridiculous. Everything you said negative about Ohio State is true about Michigan. Really, man? I, I This is the reality. Is I think the whole cheating stuff, I get really annoyed when people are like, they cheated, they should be out in sports. When every team cheats in sports, I just, I can't stand the hypocrisy in it. And I just don't like Ryan Day. I like Jim Harbaugh better. I think they're a tougher, better team. And I think that, you know, Michigan at least scheduled Texas next year. I don't, I don't think either, I don't like either big team, quite frankly. But I, I genuinely do not like Ohio State. Uh, and I, I don't dislike the players. As much as I don't think they're as good of a team, and they're just kind of getting backed in there because they're always good, but the Big Ten's down. They are just down this year. I appreciate you listening, though. Uh, you know, I I think that it is. I I, I in general I don't really I don't have a dog in the fight. I just prefer if Ryan Day continued to lose this matchup because it's much funnier for me if Ryan Day and Ohio State, who are spending all this money and doing everything they can to win and still can't win, it's just funny to me. It's just much funnier to me than Michigan winning in Ohio State, who's kind of the, the prep and supposed to be the good guys. Michigan's fought back. Look, the reality is Harbaugh's probably gone after this year anywhere. Michigan's going to take a big hit, and they'll probably drop down a little bit uh, following next year. But Ohio State's still going to be Ohio State. So I'm going to root for the team that I don't think is going to be good long term. Uh, man, Chan says, oh, a bunch of stuff here from Chan. Uh, Jay Witt's leadership will also be noted outside of the field. Love the kid. And so many, too many, too many, too many seniors to thank for helping this team stay intact, believing and growing. This is going to be like the Houston game, Texas 28, Tech 24. I'm hoping it doesn't look just like that. Again, this is a, the Houston team like to throw the ball a little bit more. Barry Morton has just not been, they have not been throwing a lot of attempts so far, uh, but they could be. 
This could be the game where they do it. We got to take a break for the break uh, before the hour. When we come back, we'll do more of your text, 512-447-3776. And then we will get into some NFL talk as well. We still have some uh, college basketball talk. The Horns, both men and women, are in action coming up. We'll get into that. We'll play his interview for Jerry Hamilton from this morning. Lots more great stuff here on the Sports Complex. And, of course, your text. Coming up on the Horn, 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com.